the NFL Week 3 weekend is upon us. Happy Friday, folks, and welcome in to the PFI Picks podcast. Michael McQuaid for Pro Football Ireland, presented by 888 Sports, the official batting partner of the NFL in Ireland and the UK, 18+. Plus. Please be gamble aware this weekend, folks, and only about what you can afford. Delighted as always, three weeks in now, we're still going, we're still getting there. Michaela Fagan, Michaela, how are you doing? You good? Oh, good. Very excited after the last weekend. I was very hyped watching Baker Mayfield on Red Zone. He was just playing so well. And now, you know, I'm going to the States in November and I was thinking of going to the Jacksonville Jaguars game. But now I think I've changed my mind and I want to go to the Buccaneers game just because Baker Mayfield's doing so well. So watch him turn around and get injured. Well, you're heading to Wembley in nine days' time, which I know we're all very excited. I mean, it's I think it's I think me, you, Mark, and Connor are going to be there, so it'll be a bit of crack that weekend. And um, maybe your opinion will change on Trevor Lawrence. Who knows? As someone like I, I really enjoy watching the Jags, but we, we'll get into the football talk on Monday morning football. But certainly, we will talk about a bit of football, talk about a bit of bets as usual. And um, coming into week three, uh, my selections last week didn't do good I think I got one right so I got two right the first week one right the second week that's on my social video which hits every Saturday morning I will try folks this week to get better I think the one that I got really wrong last week was the I think I went with it over 51 and a half for the Chiefs against the Jags and that just didn't happen so look we win some we lose some as always please only bet what you can afford and be sensible um getting their odds from 888 Sport the official partners of Pro Football Ireland appreciate their support uh, for example, big support with live events such as Stevie Schechter coming to Belfast November the 21st. Um, Linktree, L-I-N-K-T-R dot E-E slash NFL Ireland. Tickets are a fiver. This is an event where we're saying thanks to everybody. It's a loss-making event for us. We want to do it. We want people to be there and enjoy themselves, meet Phoebe. It's great to have Phoebe over as well. So let us know if you're going to come. Tickets are available now. There's not that many left. Let's get in to week three we ignore Thursday night football and we go straight in Michaela is there any games this week where you're like I like a bit of that being honest I was looking at these odds before we jumped on and I think see the thing is it's mainly teams that you know are going to get beaten no I know no last week we did I did a bet last week I think I only put six teams on it and three of them lost and it was it was crazy games the Bengals lost by three points uh, the Packers lost by a point to the Falcons. All those kind of crazy games. People coming back and losing by a point. Was it the Falcons? It was Falcons Green Bay Packers played against Falcons beat the Packers and it was that, uh, the, the, was it the fourth down play? where it was? Yeah, it was like they got beat it, by it, it a was point. a good game. Yeah. It was an enjoyable game. Yeah, it was just, it was very enjoyable. But it was kind of like on what they call it on NFL Red Zone, the witching hour. All those teams that we picked, like, well, I picked anyway, should have won. They lost by three points or one point it was absolutely disgraceful so but looking at so I'm saying basically what I'm saying is even if you think something is a surefire win like the Bengals and the Detroit lot nothing I wouldn't even say the Detroit Lions the worst team the Bengals and the Houston Texans the Texans could turn around and beat them but looking at the odds this week it's kind of games that are you know you'd expect the Ravens to beat the Colts you'd expect the Dolphins to beat the Bronco the Broncos the Jacksonville Jaguars should beat the Texans Bill should beat the Commanders. It's kind of like those games. So the odds aren't really kind of jumping out in the accumulators. So I've actually had to go onto and look at the spread slash handicap for these ones. And I've got an accumulator up. But some teams are definitely dodgy games like the Chargers and the Vikings. But, you know, sometimes you just got to risk it. Um, 
I'm definitely going to call you out now. I do trebles, do trebles, do fours, max. You've like you can get some really, really good value on that. And I'll, I'll give you an example. So, for example, this week I'm looking at a few games. I like the Chiefs in the sense of not money line because it's one to nine on, but I like the Chiefs against the Bears minus twelve and a half on handicap. Which for people are going to say, well, Michael, there's no value in that. I agree with you, but if anyone's watched the Chicago Bears, the the, the performance offensively that they had with various schemes and routes and play calls that were had was an absolute disgrace. So if you want to even get the Chiefs minus nine and a half, it's 13 to 20 on. I think the Chiefs will wipe the floor with the Bears on Sunday night. That's one thing for me. And I guess as well, you know, Michaela, you mentioned there now the game between the Vikings and the Chargers. This is something that I'm going to talk to the, or talk to the boys about on the uh, week three preview. I think Steely's job's on the line in LA this week. I, I think he'll go this week if he gets beat. I think if they go 0-3, I think they'll make a change personally and I could be wrong on that but I just have a feeling that in the division that you're in with the Broncos going to Miami with the Chiefs that are you know quite likely going to win against Chicago and the Raiders may lose against Pittsburgh and Sunday Night Football like that, 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 for me that's a coin flip game I feel like this could be Brandon Steely's last game at the minute the handicap is in favour of the Vikings minus 10 to 11 or sorry minus 0.5 at 10 to 11 on both teams are 10 to 11 on I have a feeling the crowd in Minnesota helps Minnesota get over the line. It's a huge game for Kirk Cousins. And I'm going to take Minnesota on the money line at 10 to 11 on. That is one of my bets of the week. I like the value there. It's the same value with the Chargers, but I just feel that the home crowd is going to get them over the line. Do you think Sealy could be out this week if uh, if it keeps going? I do think that is a very important game for both teams. You know, they're both 0-2. They both should realistically be playoff contenders you know the Minnesota Vikings Connor has them going to the Super Bowl and winning it I think he had them and you know Chargers have one of a top five quarterback in the league he should always be in the playoffs so the fact that they're 0-2 is a bit concerning but I would be more concerned for Brandon than um, O'Connell on the Vikings if any of them is gonna let's be real O'Connell's not gonna lose his job at the Vikings even if they do go 0-3 where if Staley loses his um, loses this game and they're a tree, then I think he will be let go because you just can't have the roster that he has and just not be getting anything out of them. There's a, there, there's a few interesting prop bets for me this week. I look at that Broncos-Dolphins game. I mean, the Broncos, while they lost to the Commanders the other night, were putting points on the board, and you have to consider that if they go to Miami in the heat in the Dolphins I think it's a home opener in the heat where they put up maybe 20, 25, 30 points. They're going to have to do that to stay in the game. I like the over 48 and a half in this game with 10 to 11 on. I think that even if the Broncos were to lose the game, you could still see Russell Wilson putting one to two to three passing performances together where they get touchdowns. They've got a decent enough run game, which you've seen against Washington. And New England exploited uh, the, the Dolphins as well and still got a decent amount of points up on the board. So even if the Dolphins offensively have a good day, we've seen in the first two weeks that they can concede points. I like the over 48 and a half in that game. Is there any other games to stick out to you, Michael? I like the spread in the Baltimore Ravens game, the minus eight and a half against the Colts. I think they could easily do that, especially if um, if Gardner Minshew, you know, let's, he did play very well last week, but, you know, they need Richardson. You know, he's electric on those rushing, uh, those rushing touchdowns, but... You know, judging how the Baltimore played, Baltimore Ravens played against the Bengals, who I who I thought was going to win the Super Bowl this year, I would happily take 
the Baltimore Ravens minus eight and a half. Yeah, at the time of recording, uh, the Ravens are still prepping between Natalie Richardson, who suffered a concussion last week, and Garner Minshew, so we'll see what happens there. I I like the handicap, but at the same time, it's like the Ravens are really like on and off, and you just don't know what sort of Ravens team you're going to get. So for example, they scored 27 points against a good Bengals defense at the weekend, and yet they've got a home game against the Colts, and you just, you, you just don't know what to see. Like, if Richardson starts again, and he is able to, to to do what he done last week and run through and try and get a couple of rushing touchdowns, that might impact the spread. I'm not confident on the 44.5, but I can see why you or, or why anybody else, Michaela, would pick the 8.5 handicap. It's interesting. Um, let's have a look at a couple of different games. So, for example, like that, that um, Chargers-Vikings game sticks out to me. I think it's really difficult to call the Atlanta Falcons at Detroit Lions because the Falcons have such a good run game with uh, Tyler Algier, with B. John Robinson like, and Cordell Patterson, as we said in, on the podcast the other night, is the third-ranked running back, and he's not even on the team at the minute because he's injured. You've got a situation where Jarek Goff threw his first interception in God knows how long last week. But at the same time, we've seen against the Packers with the Falcons, they can put points on the board. B. John can run, run circles and run around guys if he needs to. The Detroit Lions are a really, really fun team to watch. I like Michaela. I think the over might give decent value here because if Atlanta can stay in the game over 46 and a half they're heading to London next week they're going to be on the plane quite quickly after that there I like the 46 and a half because you could see Detroit getting anywhere between 20 to 30 points and you would expect the Falcons to get in some region between two to three scores on the game or if they get two scores and lose the game they're going to have a couple of field goals as well I think that sticks out to me 10 to 11 on or over 46 and a half points who do you think will win that game between the Lions and Falcons? I think that's one of the games that's going to be a bit dodgy to have if you're doing an accumulator or to just bet full out on that it's one. Such, it's such a heartbreak for the Lions last week in the sense of, you know, the way that they lost that game to the Seattle and then the way that the Falcons, like the Falcons are 0-2 and they'll be, mm-hmm. sorry, the Falcons are 2-0 and they'll be going into Detroit full of confidence. It's, it's hard to call it. I know, but like, I think Jared Goff is kind of a top 10 quarterback and you know Desmond Ritter is just kind of starting his career I think Goff's more experienced I know Goff can put the points on the board there I you see I find that Ritter and you know he'd be relying a lot on the run game and stuff like that where I feel like you know at least with they have Goff you know they have some good receivers there they have Aiden uh, Hutchinson as well on defense so I think overall they have a better roster and they just have a better coaching system and stuff like that. But then again, you can't overlook that the Falcons are 2-0. So I do think it's a hard game to call, but I think I will say it, it should be the Lions who, who win that game. In terms of the money line with the Lions, the Lions are 3-5 on to win the game. They're slight favour. The Falcons are 11-8 off. Um, in terms of Desmond Ritter, Ritter had uh, a QB rating of 111.8 week one against the Panthers. Jeez, that Panthers game was born on Monday night. Uh, week two, not as good against the Packers, but obviously, as you said, relied on the run game. Got more yardage week two. Uh, 79.8 quarterback rating week two. You'd need to see a better performance from him. The, the electricity in the crowd in Detroit, Michaela, is really up there. And I like this game. I, I'll, I'll stick with the over 46.5 as one of my bets of the week. One that I can call is 
the Patriots going to the Jets because the Patriots on Sunday Night Football, Michaela, really stuck it up to the Dolphins better than I thought they would. They lost 24-17, to but there was literally a point in the fourth quarter where the Patriots were inches away from getting the first, first down. They could have went and scored a touchdown after that and they could have took it to overtime. The Dolphins got the job done. The, the, the Dolphins looked fantastic, obviously, week one against the Chargers, but let, let a lot, sorry, let an awful lot of points in. You'd have to wonder how they're going to play in this game. It's very, very difficult to see. It's it's looking at how the Patriots go in the MetLife, the first full game without Aaron Rodgers as quarterback. And things couldn't have really went much worse for Zach Wilson on Sunday in Dallas. It makes you feel like Wilson needs to come out and, and have a statement. I, I personally feel, and I don't think it's being talked about, you know, Robert Sala is sitting and talking about how how Zach Wilson's a quarterback. They're riding with Zach Wilson. I just don't feel like if you've got such a great team on both sides of the ball, you've got Sauce, you've got Garrett Wilson, guys that got there like on both sides of the ball. You, you just can't like, you can't ride or die with such a rookie quarterback. So like, I, I think it's it's a huge game. For the Jets, the Patriots are favoured minus two and a half in the handicap. They're favoured four to six on. The Jets were five to four in the money line. The over Michaela is 36 and a half points. This is a huge game for the Jets who, if they win, they go two and one and they still have a path for the season for sure. So how do you see that going in MetLife on Sunday? Yeah, that is a hard game to call. I, I didn't really expect the New England Patriots to, to be the favourites in this, but that just shows you Oh and two as well, the minute. Yeah, I and like and the Jets are one and one, like so you think they'd be the favourites, but that just shows you how people rate Zach Wilson at quarterback because we all know that was Aaron Rodgers who was playing quarterback and didn't get injured. There was no way in hell the Patriots would be the favourites. So that's just showing that nobody has um belief in Zach Wilson. And you know he should have played better than last week because I know they're playing the Dallas Cowboys and the Dallas Cowboys are on fire, but they only put up ten points, you know, on on the scoreboard. And you know, you he's fighting for his job. He's fighting for a a, the, a starting quarterback position in the NFL, whether it be with the Jets or whether whether it be with the Rodgers. If he has a good season this year and Rodgers wants to continue on, he could realistically get traded and start for a team. So. He needs to be playing better and he needs to be kind of fighting for a spot. Like a second overall pick in the whole draft, he can't be playing the way he is. But I, to be honest, I wouldn't bet for the New York Jets to be any team in the NFL, which is crazy because you all had them going to the Super Bowl. It just shows you that one change at quarterback. And yeah, they have Sauce Gardner and they have loads of um, weapons on um, in receivers. And, you know, they're a good team other than the quarterback. So, but... Honestly, as long as Zach Wilson's there, I wouldn't even have them beating the Houston Texans, and they're probably they they're rebuilding at the moment. Um, we'll see. It's it's an interesting comment. Uh, Patriots are nineteenth on Mister Hogan's power rankings. Jets have already fell to fifteenth. He's got the Cowboys number one, which I need to talk to him about. That was an interesting pick, to say the least. There, um, Monday Night Football. There's there's two games. We'll we'll, we'll come to that in a wee second. I'm not going to even touch Michaela, the, the Cowboys or the Cardinals because I don't want to talk about the Cardinals at the minute because they're such a... I think for a better, they're quite unrealistic and unreliable to say the least. You know, like we've seen what they done in the first half against the Giants. Regardless who won the game, they put points on the board and they really hit the over in that game. So I, I just... 
you know, do you does it, does anybody listening to this podcast think the Cardinals are going to put tw- a twenty bag up against the Cowboys? I highly doubt it. I don't like the over forty three and a half there. We'll see. And um, one thing I wanted to touch on before we go in a few minutes, Michaela, is Sunday night football. Steelers get the win in Monday night football. Their defense got them through that game. You can see Kenny Pickett in the offense is really not where they need to be. We've seen at the end of last season how the team have gelled together. There's a lot of negativity towards Matt Canada, the OC, and how this team is playing offensive football. Najee Harris in the run game only had like 40-odd yards of rushing against the Browns in Monday Night Football, but they win the game. They win the game because their defense is up there with one of the best in the league. So my argument is, you roll up against a Raiders team on Sunday Night Football in Vegas, Michaela, that didn't look good at all in Buffalo. Lost 35-10 or something they got there. I feel that with the combination of Pittsburgh's defense and the uncertainty with the Raiders' offense, I know you've got Devontae Adams, I think this is a very, very difficult game to call. It's hard to look at the over-under. The over-under is 43.5. The Steelers are even money on the money line and the the boogies can't really go towards them. The Raiders are favoured minus 1.5 on the handicap and they're 4-5 on to win the game. I'm not even putting my Ireland hat on here. I just have a feeling that the Steelers' defence could get the Steelers over the line. And I think value-wise, if you're looking for that sort of risky valuation of the week where you're putting 10 or 20 pounds of euros on, I like the Steelers' even money. Or do you think Jimmy G can turn it on in Sunday Night Football? It's hard because I do think, you know, judging by just what they have on weapons and experience, you know, they have Jimmy G, they have Devante Adams, who's one of the best wide receivers in the league. They have Josh Jacobs, who was one of the best running backs in the league last year. You know, they have Max Crosby on defense. But like you said, the, the Steelers are just so potent on defense that they could win them the game. And the fact that they did beat the Browns, who, you know, traded for Deshaun Watson. I know Nick Chubb went out. They have a good... They have Miles Garrett as well. They, you know, they have a lot of weapons as well. The Cleveland Chubb Browns injury is huge. Huge. And actually, Chubb injury is huge. he's one of the best players in the league, Mikhail. I feel like we're being... He like, is the like best running back in the league. Other... Players, you know? No, he is. And I, I always thought that Chubb was overlooked because as my time as a Browns fan... I he was my favorite player because he was just consistent. He just delivers every season. So the fact that he's now out for the season probably is just a huge loss to just the game itself. You know, he he just always puts his head down. There's nothing bad ever about him. He, he just you know he just does his job and he does it well. And I would say he's the best running back probably after Christian McCaffrey. And when Christian McCaffrey's injured, then Chubb's the best running back. But back to the Steelers. Um, it's a hard it's a hard one to call. It's like the Detroit and the Falcons. I wouldn't really touch the game um because it's just it's that hard to call. But I'm ac- I was surprised that the Steelers did beat the Browns. So if they can beat the Browns with Deshaun Watson at quarterback, then I think they can beat the Raiders. So if I had the pick, I'd probably say the Steelers. I think the Steelers won the game. I just got a feeling from watching tape from Monday Night Football and just watching how limited that the Raiders were against the Bills. I have a feeling it's going to be a close game. Uh, right, let's wrap up with this. Have we any bets of the week? Anything that we haven't talked about? I like the Seahawks minus five and a half and the handicap of 17 to 20 on in Seattle going up against Carolina Panthers. I just feel like the Seahawks are on a wee bit of a roll after last week, after their really, really poor week in week one. They've come back and they got a really, like to go into Detroit and get that result was excellent for them. Um, Rams playing the Bengals. At the time of recording, we do not know who's going to be starting as quarterback for the Cincinnati Bengals. That could be one to look at. 
because that guy, uh, Pacoa, I can't pronounce the name, marked on the sexy graphic on him. I can't pronounce the guy's name. He's unbelievable. That running back they have also, the Rams look like a low-key wildcard NFC team right now, which is cool. Is there any other team that you like, Michaela, one that we haven't mentioned or any prop that you like? I just actually remembered the the fact about the, the Bengals and the Rams because it's just such one of the later games so I completely overlooked it but now that I'm looking at it and now that we do not know who's starting for the Bengals I wouldn't be surprised if they just sit Joe for a week let him get his strength back because See, he's I actually said this on a podcast um, or not a podcast I said this on an article uh, a couple of days ago basically the Bengals obviously have the Rams this week they've got the Titans then they've got the Cardinals and the Seahawks, and then they've got a bye week until the end of October against, and then they've got the Niners. I honestly feel, and we haven't got time to talk about this, but I honestly feel like if you need to sit Joe for four games, you sit Joe for four games, and you get him back against San Francisco, and you get him ready to roll. He's clearly not fit. They play the Bills after that there. They play the Ravens two games after that. They then go up against the AFC North Steelers. They have a big end to the season. They've got the Steelers again, the Chiefs and the Browns the end of the season. So I, I think if they need to, if they need to rest them and they need to rest them, but time will tell. Is there any other game sticking out to you, Michaela, before we pop? One game that's actually sticking out to me in the over-under category that I like is the Panthers at the Seahawks because I like the under on that 41.5 because I think there's no way in hell that that game goes to 40 points. And I think the Seahawks will win, but I don't think the, the Seahawks could score... 27 but I don't I think the max the Panthers are going to score are 10 so I like the under of that so everyone knows I like doing accumulators so my accumulator of the week is the Baltimore Ravens minus 8.5 the Tennessee Titans to beat the Browns I know you know the, the, the they're tight games this week they're either a clear winner they're always tight games you're gone you're gone you're gone <laughs> Yeah, so, but this week it's it, they're a mix of tight games and clear winners, so I'm, I have to go with some of the tight games. So Tennessee Titans to beat the Browns, Miami Dolphins minus six and a half against the Broncos. I'm going to go with the Vikings to beat the Chargers. I'm going to go for the under uh, with the Carolina Panthers and Seattle Seahawks, and then the Rams to beat the Bengals, and that accumulator, which is just six things, is 67 to 1. 18 plus B Gamble Aware that gets you 670 pounds or euros depending where you are on the island of Ireland uh, Michaela great crack as always appreciate your time and your effort looking into these betting schedules we'll see you I'll see you in London next week we'll be all, we'll be on Friday week before that we might have a couple of London prop bets that we'll talk through because I'm not sure if we'll get much time in the day but certainly we'll, we'll chat to it soon folks big thanks to 888 Sport remember Phoebe Schechter coming to Belfast Jeff Reinbold going to six places around Ireland L-I-N-K-T-R dot E-E slash NFL Ireland. Have a great weekend. Enjoy the third week of the season. We're only a week away, we're only a week away from London. And maybe next week I'll be able to end the show without stuttering. Have a great weekend, folks.